Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You're listening to the Music and Concert Show with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. Oh, hey, welcome back, Johnny Lightfoot, Trent Falcone. What's up, buddy? Welcome back. And by welcome back, we mean what? Eight months ago? <laughs> Has it been that long? It's really? been a long. Hey, where have you been? You're supposed to. We had a thing we were doing. We had a great thing going. And uh, for those who don't know, let's just kind of get it started here. So we had the Music and Concert Zone, which aired on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, and it was really rolling. And then, of course, a little buyout merger happened where KSL bought us and uh, switched us over to their format. And unfortunately, our show was a small casualty, but it's coming back to life right now. We are now part of the KSL Bonneville family, and the Music and Concert Show is now part of the podcast network. And I'm I'm excited. What do you think, Trent? The band is back together. That's right. It's great. Are. No, it's great to be back. I've missed uh, I've missed doing this with you every week, chatting about music. Man, that's it. Well, I, it's and fun. that's that's the one thing that I I love. Both of us are music uh, music enthusiasts. We love music, not just jobs in music, like in radio or whatever. But we're musicians. We've grown up. We've known each other since junior high school. And uh, and we've always bonded you and I over music. Has it been that long? It's been that long. Junior high was it even before junior high? Yeah. Wasn't it elementary? It could have been, but I know for sure it was Evergreen Junior High. I can I can definitely trace it to there. And you know what's funny, Trent is uh, this is just to show you a little how long Trent and I have known each other. I just got a notification today about our thirty-one. Oh, that's right. High school reunion. Yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Are you going to go? So I'm going to try. I Because of my past touring experience, um, for, for the new listeners, I was the bass player of Air Supply for 17 years and toured all over the planet as their recording engineer, their bass player, and I played all over the world. And because of that, I was gone on every all the time. single sure. uh, reunion show we've ever had. So... If I do go, this will be my first one. Sure. Oh, good for you. Are you going to go? Uh, I have not been on tour with Air Supply for the <laughs> last uh, several 20 years, uh, and I, I probably will not go. No. Really? Probably not. No. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't given it much thought. I, I'm guessing I'll have a show. Yeah? Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. That's, I, I'm, not really a, I'm not really a mingler. 
Do you want to give people a little background on you since I just gave myself mine? <sighs> myself. I didn't give myself. I gave them my background, but uh, just um, a short one. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I've worked in music a long time. Marketing is what I do. And uh, I spent some time in radio and spent time with the Utah Jazz and um, and uh, yeah and I'm I'm a, a music nut as you know yes right? I do and uh, yeah I mean I, I'll keep it a little vague I don't you know I'll keep it a little vague with where we do things let's but. let's just say you have a very extensive knowledge of concerts. Yeah, I do a lot of shows. I do I I market shows and I'm at shows and. Um, yeah, man, it's great. It's cool. It's I think that's job. awesome. It's a great gig. I've seen a lot of cool stuff, which is why we have this show. That's exactly right. We get right. to talk about some of this cool stuff, right? Between the two of us, we've seen and done, and I also am a – I mean, I wasn't an air supply. That wasn't a joke. I wasn't an air supply, no. but I've been in local hardcore bands for – 30 years probably well not only that but you've also been on on labels you you are you were or maybe still are a signed artist uh i mean you know yeah indie sure indie labels back in the day but no yeah absolutely had records and and a you know cd a cd kids look that (laughs) a google that cd well i guess records are now people they're coming back so people know i just can't wait for the eight track you know coming back yeah, a fun story over the weekend, no joke. Yeah? Uh, an old friend of mine found a box of cassettes. Really? From one of my old bands, and I, I think it's been 28 years since yeah. we put out the, the cassette single. And they're, I'm told they're a sought-after collectible in the Salt Lake hardcore scene. You know, it's been 28 years, right? You I know what it. happens to think about all the records you had when you were yeah. a young kid or whatever, right? They've yeah. been, you've played them, you've destroyed them, you've lost them. And uh, so, this particular cassette single, again, I'm told, is a collectible. And, and now there's a box of, you know, 30 of them. So I made wow. a post about, hey, if anybody needs this, and I, I was stunned how many people are like, yeah, yes, please. That's awesome. And a few people did say, like, how am I going to play that? Well, of course you're not going to play it, right? There's no way to play. Some people still have the. I do. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's yeah, true. I was going to say do. my my dad still has a massive stereo system that mm-hmm. can play all of it, everything, but I do not have a cassette player anymore. Although they're back, they're oh, I know some of the new hardcore bands in Salt Lake are putting out cassette singles again. They're so, doing it actually on on all levels. I even see yeah. rec- record store days yep. and and for those not familiar with record store days, it's usually a special day, sometimes twice throughout the year where record stores get limited pressings or, or artists or bands make limited pressings just for that, but they was they started as records but they're starting to do cassettes as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which I'm torn. It's cool. Sure. But well, again, I, we, I think we had this conversation back in the day, right? I mean, records are cool. Yeah. But yeah. How, do you, how do you walk down the street? How do you go on a jog with a record player? Right? You can't. <laughs> you don't. You I don't. suppose if we're really going to – are we going to go back to, you know, uh, cassette Walkmans, I guess? I don't know. And, but then the I other problem – you know this happened to you, right? Mm-hmm. Cassette player, Sony Walkman, whatever. Yep. And it eats your tape. Absolutely. Do you remember the rage? I do. The rage of, and you could you couldn't really fix it. Do you remember getting the pencil? Oh yeah, yeah. 
today's generation is going to learn what the pencil and a tape have to, in common and, with each other. Yeah, and whether or not you could salvage the tape depended on how quickly you realized that it was eating the tape, right? Did your did your tape ever matter so much to you that when the tape actually came out, it was ruined and destroyed? You just cut it and spliced oh, it together. No, I was not. No, I didn't. Did you do that? I did that. Wow, it, it was it was difficult. That worked, and I was sure. For a little that didn't bit, work, did it, it worked for a little bit. I mean, well, that's how they did analog tape. You well, used sure. to cut and splice and then put it together. It was the same idea. So we'd be in the middle of, you know, uh, Heaven's on Fire by Kiss, and it'd go, wow, the first- whoa, and right, cut, and then go right to the next song. The, the first episode, you're going to bring them back, huh? Uh, why not? Okay, have to. Anyway, yeah, cassettes. Anyway, yeah. So it's, it's a thing. Um, it's However, a thing. I will probably not be uh, purchasing cassettes because. One thing I don't like in my music is high-end hiss. Yeah, again, I, I, uh, I guess I'm just, um, I'm just to the age now where I know you're not supposed to. I know the artists don't get paid. I know all of that. I certainly support artists in other ways. I buy a ton of merch. I buy, a, I'm a, it's almost to a fault. I have too many t-shirts. Sure, too many band t-shirts. But um, I just uh, streaming is just so easy. Right, it's the way to go. It and, is. I mean, you can randomly jump right from one thing to whatever you want, one thing to the next. And I had a, I was at a barbecue the other day, and you can literally go from this guy to this band to this decade to that decade. Every yep. every song, you. I mean, it's just I don't know the hassle of changing a CD and ch- <laughs> or flipping a record, and then you've got the needle drop, right? Yeah. Like, I don't like this song. Skipping. Sk- now you just clip. That's it. Yeah. Next. Move and when on. I say skipping, I mean like you step past a record player and the needle jumps. Yeah, that's, that's no, no, old. No. That's no, old But it's still fun. I have a massive vinyl collection. But hey, Trent, let's get into the meat Welcome and potatoes. Yes. Welcome back. We have a really cool show that's going to be happening this week, which is the week of June 20th, yes. uh, 2022. Chris Stapleton's All-American Roadshow is coming to USANA Amphitheater on the 23rd. Uh, That will be Thursday. Yep, Thursday night. And I'll tell you, I have seen Chris Stapleton. Uh, Last time he came, I caught his show out at USANA. And let 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 me be honest with this. He's not running around the stage. He's not putting on the most pyrotechnics or light show or anything like that. But it's such a great show, such great musicianship, musicianship, such great songs, and what a songwriter he is. You know, I have to be honest. I feel like, I mean, I was at that show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was working the show. I don't remember seeing much of the show. I think I was busy, but uh, I can't, I mean, I can't believe how massive he has become. Yeah. I, I mean, he's... Well, this show is the same situation. It's sold out. And it has been sold out. This is a 2020 show, if I recall. Yeah, I think right. This went on sale in 2020 and got moved uh, for obvious reasons. And it has been sold out since, I think, 2020. I mean, it is awesome. sold out. And now, people love him. Now, just to clarify, what is sold out at USANA? Uh, well, I mean, it... it it's hard to say. Uh, capacity is twenty thousand people. Okay, but you know, it's every. Sh- it depends on, you know, p- 
production kills, holds. There are many things that change. So let's it. just say 20,000. It's a 20,000 capacity venue. And to keep that sold out for two years really says something. Because, I mean, look, there, there probably was some people that said, oh, when's he going to come? I can't, I'm not going to go. But that con- this concert has stayed that way for two well, years. Well, ba- yeah, basically, if you bought a ticket, you, you, you know, like stocks, you stuck with it. Yeah. You know, you don't. Um, I mean, it's on even even uh, radio winners. You know, people that we we do promos with radio stations, obviously, right? And yeah, and you get uh, you win a ticket if you're lucky on the radio or whatever. And um, even those people are like, hey, I, I still get my tickets, right? It's like that's from 2020. Yeah, and you're still. Uh, I had somebody email me like, hey, I won in you know in whatever month of 2020. These are still good, right? It's like, wow, man, good for you. That's hardcore. That. I mean, I can't remember a lot of things from last week, let alone 2020. So, no, it'll be a great show. It's uh, it's uh, it should be a spectacular show, and um, so I this this brings me to uh, my my question I was going to throw out to you. So sure, we're 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 back to summer music. We are the summer concert season, and okay? boy, is it full too! And I love this. Okay, so. We've had a few shows. A Usana, mm-hmm. Stevie Nicks was was that last week? That was last week. Yeah. Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac fame, spectacular show, also sold out. And I'm watching, and I we've done a few shows over the last few weeks. I had a show at Vivian Arena a, a couple weeks ago, and it made me think <clears throat> to see an arena full of people, and then to see an amphitheater full of people, right? Mm-hmm. And it made me think, okay. Summertime music. I'm gonna. We're gonna do a little drill. You okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. So so close your eyes. Okay. Think of the best show you've ever seen. Okay. You're not, you're not closing your eyes. Oh, so. sorry. Okay. My yeah. eyes are closed. You're looking at me. My there eyes are go. closed. Okay. Envision the show. The best show. Now this is this is tough for people like you. Okay. Maybe the five best shows. Okay. You've ever been to. I can do that. Are you inside or are you outside? I. You know. I have a little of both, but I lean more towards the outside. Okay. And the next question, why? Two what reasons. Is it, what is it about outside? For me, um, I love it when the sun goes down and the stars yep. come out. Yep. Okay. The shows going on. It's uh, the open air, especially if it's a nice night. Let's yeah. be honest. Let's let's start with that. Let's preface it, preface it with that. If it's a nice night, you can see the stars. You can see the moon. Uh, the show is just awesome. But the sound. I've really? got to go with the sound. I like the open air sound a little better. Interesting. I don't think it bounces as much. Like uh, some of this, the arenas tend to have a little bit of a we, – we call it an upside-down bathtub sound. And I get it. That's why. I mean, it, they're made for sporting events. They're made to take that sound of the crowd and make it louder. But the outside sound just to me sounds so clean. Interesting. Interesting. Because, of course, you know, that there are people that have absolutely they have their pick. Sure. Right. They they will not go to a show. Out, well, I shouldn't say they won't, but they don't prefer to go to a show outside. Mm hmm. Because, of course, okay, so having said that, you have other issues with outside, right? You have to contend with the weather. Weather. You have to contend with, um, well, I mean, it's weather, but heat, and then it's sure. raining, and then it's, think of this last weekend, right? Okay. It was a, it was all over the place, the weather. I know. Does that, I mean, obviously, that distracts you from the show, right? Of that, course. That kind of, that can ruin 
ruin the vibe. And then there are people, of course, who see they think the other, the opposite. They think bands have to be contained in an arena to have, or the show part of it. Do you? Would you? Okay, so sound. You think sound is better outside? What about the show? What about like say a Tool show? There are people that say Tool has to be inside. You cannot put that band outside, although we know they have played outside. Sure, of course. Right? Of course. But there are purists who say, that's a band that's got to be inside. That's, that's an interesting... Is that true? I, personally, I don't think so. I think a band's going to put on a show, a stage is a stage is a stage. But do all the visuals, does it take away? No. If you're outside and the wind blows a little bit? Nope. or the you know, do, Nope. Do you like to have the complete control of the show inside control the environment but as a fan i guess it doesn't matter i and i understand that theory i do um because sometimes it is annoying when the wind picks up and all you can hear it blowing through the the, all the microphones on stage but that's just the way it is and it's a trade-off inside inside is fun yes you don't have to worry about weather it does not matter um sometimes you get that upside down bathtub sound outside it's just a great vibe I'm sorry. I like that. So, well, and so the other issue with, of course, outside is I always think, as I'm watching the bands at USANA, the opening acts who, you know, uh, like a band like uh, Marilyn Manson or mm-hmm. Alice Cooper, when they have to go on and it's not dark. Right, sure. When they're in the sunlight, right? Yeah. It. That's what I mean by the show. Does that take – I mean, obviously, if you know yes. those bands, right, uh, Marilyn Manson is – Probably one of those bands that that's a controlled environment. You ha, you want it. It has to be dark, right? Yeah, there's I would a think lot so. to that that makes it a lot cooler. If or Alice Cooper or Ghost is the Ghost, same way. Yeah. I've seen Ghost outside mm-hmm. in the sun. It's not the same, and it's just not the same, right? Now, if you're a big that. fan, you get to see them and you're excited. But I, you know, there is that part of you that goes, it's weird to see them in in you know scorching sun. Sure. You know, it's it's interesting because I watched, and you probably won't like this, but I watched a video today of the Motley Crue tour, the, the stadium tour. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, uh, is it Joan Jett? Joan Jett. Yes. Yep. And Poison went on during Sun. Sure. Sun. And watching it, I, I, yeah, you miss some of the lights, but at the same time, you can also see everybody on the stage. Good point. Like yeah. uh, in a stadium – not sorry, not saying arena when the lights are down and depending on the mood of the show, sometimes the only people you see is the guy singing or girl singing. Sure. And even then, depending on the act, you don't necessarily see it. Like sometimes you can say, oh, I know there's a drummer up there, but I can't see him. Sure. But in this in the daylight, you can. And, then, and what I was getting at is with the Poison show that I watched, I could see all of them. Yeah. I could see some lights coming on because it was getting dusk-esque, but I could see some lights coming on, but I could still see Ricky behind the drums. I could see CC and Bobby, and of course, Brett had his spotlight running around following him. Sure. So that side of it was cool, but I do understand what you're saying. I would hate, and here we go again, I would hate seeing Kiss in the sunlight. Well, I, um, you know, I mean, that's just really it. It's hard to see the screens. It's hard to see yeah. all of the effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I would have to agree with you. There's something about an outside show. It's just, um, I don't know. It's the, the, pretty cool. Although the, my issue is bees. <laughs> sure. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't mess with bees, and that that can ruin my day. Well, the flip side to it An all is uh, with the outside shows and those those big like like the Motley Crue Stadium tour we were just talking about. 
you get the best of both worlds because you do get the daylight and you are going to get the headliners at night with the lights off, the explosions, all the lights. I mean, there's a reason Motley Crue is headlining. You know, there's a reason Def Leppard goes on before him. It's going to be dark, and yeah. that's what you're there to see. No, agreed. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, either way, right? Your um, concerts are just great. They're just a lot of fun. Again, though, angry bees that can ruin an outside show. Okay, now having said that, on to part two to this conversation. Sure. Uh, Garth Brooks. Oh. Speaking of outside. Speaking of stadiums. I went to that show. Which one? So I went to Saturday night. I was at Friday. Okay. And I was a spectator Friday. Nice. I was not involved, which is always cool. Different vibe. Different. Well, of course, right? You're off versus you're working. But um, do you find – I mean, what are your feelings on Garth Brooks? I don't know why he ever disappeared in the first place. Well, that's uh, – you know? for starters, that tells you what kind of rock star you are. Yeah. You go away – what did, what did he go away for? 15 years? It was a ten, long ten? time. At least 10. You come back, and I'm going to say bigger than ever. Bigger than yeah. before. Yeah. And I remember him being massive before. He was. I remember him being a big deal. Right? Multi-time not, entertainer of the year. Well, and we're, you know, again, I'm, I'm assuming I speak for you. Country music is not my number one genre. It's not my go-to. No. I love it more in the summertime. I do like it, though. Uh, but he has been... Somebody that even I, who was you know a metal guy and a hardcore guy and whatever, I was well aware of him and I knew some of his music and I owned some or I, yeah I guess I did own some of his music prior well, to yeah. prior to streaming. Um, we didn't all admit that back then. No, but. sure, of course not. They're they're hidden. They were on cassette and, and my <laughs> Walkman ate them. But uh, so I'm watching that show in a stadium, right? Mm -hmm. That and that was a, it was kind of a crappy weekend, right? It Wind. Was. Up and down, the hot, you know, the heat, whatever. Case in point. That didn't matter to anybody. No, no, it did not. I mean, I was, I thought, there was a minute I thought, well, I, w I wonder if they can do the show. The wind was so bad, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of equipment, right? A lot of mm -hmm. stuff up in the air. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Of, it could have, there could have been snow and nobody would have cared. That show, that guy... Again, if you're not a country music fan, doesn't matter. If you are a fan of an inter of entertainment, that guy is unbelievable live. He's unbelievable live. I saw him the last time he was here. Was that two years ago? One year. One year ago. Year. Yeah. Just last year. Last year. I somehow had never seen him. So I thought last time, I'm like, I'm going to go see him. I bought a ticket. I paid for a ticket to go see him. I'm like, you know, impressed, but I'm good. I don't need to see him again. Opportunity came up. To go, so I went. Mm -hmm. Just as good. I know. And it didn't matter if it was raining, the wind, the bees. Even bees wouldn't have stopped that show. No. Now, the captivating thing about that, the point, doesn't matter if you put him in a stadium or in a club or in a arena. Did you know that? Where were your seats? So, on Saturday night, my seats were so high up, I was almost out of the <laughs> arena. Or stadium. <laughs> okay. I was so, way high up. What I was just going to say, I was observing the people who were in the pit, mm -hmm. feet away from him, were losing their minds. They and were. then you turn, I was probably midway up, and you turn around, and I probably looked at you, the guy in the last row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they were losing their minds. Yeah. And everyone in between 
was losing their minds and singing, and singing every along song. every word. Yeah, every. I mean, and again, didn't matter if you were you, right? You're nope. you're on the you're the last row. I was having the time of my life. People were losing their. Do you know how hard it is to be? That engaging yes. with what is fifty two thousand, fifty six thousand people? Sixty. That's what Rice Eccles is. It was sixty thousand people. Even with that stage though, certainly would they lost capacity with is that what it was with the stage? Sixty thousand is what wow. I heard. What I heard. Well let's talk I mean again, let's talk about that. You sold you know a hundred and twenty thousand tickets. Right. I mean that let's just go there, first of all. But then to actually keep people a two hour show? Two hour show. At least a Saturday night, I heard uh, a friend of mine went both nights, and uh, the second night she was with me, and she said the show was different, same but different. They played a little longer Saturday night. Different set, same set, same set, but uh, not to spoil this for anybody. But Trisha Yearwood comes out. They sing yeah. "Shallow" together. Then they sing one of her songs, and then she she would go back in. Yeah, on, same same for Friday. So Saturday, she came out. Uh, did Shallow, did uh, her song, then did another song of hers, yeah. and then stayed out and and performed the rest of the set with him, which, by the way, his encore was about 45 minutes long after the yeah. show. But what he did Saturday night, and this is what I was blown away with, all night long, and I know both shows, people were holding up signs saying, play this song, play this song, right? And he would look at it and play the songs. But at the very end, after he dismissed the band, now this stage was in the round, and it was a big stage. Massive. I mean, I saw the Massive. bass player came out on my side, and I was looking at him. He was standing there, and he that where he was could have been a stage by itself. Yeah. But then Garth went around the whole edge of the stage and played songs from everybody. And that took so long. And when I say it took so long, I don't mean that in the bad way, but I mean it just made the encore long, and it was awesome. And I have so much respect for him. No, again, he is—he's uh, one of the greatest. It doesn't matter. I mean, you don't have to. It just doesn't matter if you like country music or not. That guy is one hundred percent entertainer. Just unbelievable. What's your favorite song? Oh, I, uh, I. This is so cliche, but I really like Thunder Rolls. Interesting. I really okay, do. See, I thought mine was, again, not a massive fan. I'm even more cliche. Yeah? You're going with what? I mean, Friends? Do, no, I can't, I can't hang with that one. Okay. That's just, I've heard it too many times. Yeah, I play that most weekends sure myself, you do. so of I course, understand. Of course you do. Uh, I, gotta, I mean, I'm even, a, I'm more cliche. It's got to be the river or the dance. Oh, see... How do you argue with Man. those? I mean, again, it's it's tough. I, all three of those songs that we just mentioned, four if you include "Friends in Low Places," no, they're, are just amazing. Well, again, that that guy, you can't. Uh, uh, what a rock star! My a rock only star. my only complaint about the Garth Brooks show is that he didn't play "Hard Luck Woman." Okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's see how many minutes in are we? And About twenty five. We've mentioned, we've mentioned Kiss three times in twenty three minutes. Look, okay. if you haven't listened to this show, uh, okay. Trent talks about Kiss all the time. Okay. He'll never stop. All right. So I have to throw some stuff in once in a while. So okay, I had to throw that in. Can you stop with the Kiss stuff already, Trent? All right. Anyway, <laughs> I have one more. One more. Do okay, a, we'll do a, one a, more. Then we'll take a break. Okay. Having said that. As great as he... Okay, here we go. This is now triggering my story. Okay. 
last time he came to town, he he did a club show. He did. He played the Westerner. The Westerner. Surprise show at the Westerner. I was at that show. No. You got to yes, go I, to that? Yes, I was. Wow. Now, I'm going to, those of you who know me, I don't frequent the Westerner, right? Right. It's not my, not my place. No. Great place. Lovely people. Yes. Once in a lifetime opportunity to go and see him there. See, now you've set me up. I'm going to fail on this story. You've set me up now. <laughs> Uh-oh. So I'm at the Westerner watching him play. And again, I'm certainly not the biggest fan in the room. People are losing their minds. If you've been to that club, you know, it's I've a small club. I've been to that club. club. I played in that club. Right? If you yeah. were in the back of the club, you couldn't – if you were in the back and you just walked in off the street, I don't know that you would know that that was Garth Brooks, right? Sure. It's a, it's a dark club. This, you know, it's mm-hmm. low. He's got a hat on. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, this guy sounds like Garth Brooks. This is pretty good. So you wouldn't have known. So I work my way to the front, just uh, to the side, to just get a good look, to say like, okay, I, this is a once in a lifetime. <sighs> Here's where you set me up. I'm wearing a Kiss shirt. Uh-oh. Because he's a Kiss fan. He is a Kiss fan. And he's doing, what song? Maybe it was The River. I can't remember. I think it was. Okay. And he's walking around the stage, which isn't big. It's no. a club. Yeah. And he turns to my side of the stage, and there's me with my silly Kiss shirt on, <laughs> Kiss Alive, by okay. the way. Okay. And I have it, I'm filming on my phone. He turns, he looks in my direction, and I, you know, everybody goes, oh, he looked right at me, right? Right. It's like, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they there's didn't. A, a thousand feet now. <laughs> <clears throat> he looked right at me. Okay. How do I know? <laughs> he threw up the devil horns. No. He looked at me. And he started to smile, and he threw he threw the devil horns. Oh, no way! I'm like, that's it. There it is, right there. Anyway, the, that's a, a bonus story. Wow! Would you rather see somebody like that in a club or a stadium? Ooh. So we talked about inside outside. Do you want to see them up close and personal, personal, intimate setting, or does it matter to you? It does matter to me, and. Most of my favorite acts I have only seen in a large setting. Interesting. Um, I've seen some hmm. like at the fairgrounds, you know, uh, when they did just little small <clears throat> kiss conventions. And uh, but everything else has been huge, uh, huge arenas. So I actually would crave that intimate, intimate show like Garth Brooks at the Westerner. It was, again, man, not being a huge fan. Wow. Spectacular. Because, again, to see a guy who the next night is playing to 60,000 people. Yeah. And he was was awesome. He was just as good either setting. It was like, wow. The only thing you miss in a club show that you get at a stadium show is obviously the The big screens. The show. You see them perform. You don't get the pyrotechnics you don't get you know a lot of the big lights you don't get the screens what that you get in the stadium and there's room but the fact that you're seeing them in that smaller venue and you're up close like like as you said i'm in the last row at at the stadium i i I look down and go i think that's garth so that show yeah yeah that guy on the yeah yeah, that's him that's what he's wearing i'm watching the screen and go yeah that's him right there you're watching the screen most of the show anyway but but being able to See them up close in a, in a club setting and just experience that. I think I would take that. Okay, so close your eyes again. Okay, they're closed. No, they're not. You're oh, sorry. Okay. okay, they're closed now. So the your your top five shows were they club shows when you were catching a band 
on their way up, you know, their career, and you're catching them, or is it after they've hit arena status? It's it's arena status. Interesting. Yeah. What's the biggest band that you've seen in a? Let's see. How do I say this? Who have you seen in a club that is now a massive band? What what's Ooh. what's the biggest band you've seen at the beginning of their career? Three Eleven. I was, I, you know, strangely, I was going to guess. I, I opened for 311. That's why I was going to say yeah, the Zephyr. At the Zephyr Club okay. on their first tour, on the music tour. And then they, they were literally in a van that barely made it into town. Wow. And uh, in the next year, they were in a tour bus. Probably not even a year later, they were on a sure. tour bus touring around. And now, you know, they're, they're the USANA house band. Except for this year. Except for this year. <clears throat> Sandy Amphitheater. I, but still, I dropped by. They were great. Yeah, but still, what I'm saying is they they blew up. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, we're going to take just a quick short break. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about – well, we've got a few things on coming up. We're going to talk about the concert calendar. We're going to talk about a throwback record. And we're going to talk about this day slash week in music history. You are listening to The Music and Concert Show with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You're listening to the Music and Concert Show with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. Oh, welcome back in. This is the Music and Concert Zone with myself, Johnny Lightfoot, sitting right across from me, Mr. Trent Falcone. What up? Thanks for saying my name right, by the way. Of course. I've had a few people... They call you Falcon or something like that? Well, it's not that they don't. It's just the fact that I haven't been able to correct them, and they've been calling me the wrong name for 20-plus years. Really? Yeah, I just how do you correct somebody? Well, if it if it means anything, I uh the spelling of my first name Johnny is is a little different. It's J O N N I and uh at least once a week I get mail to Mrs. Johnny Lightfoot cuz yeah. they think it's Joni. No, sure. You know. Yeah. I still misspell your name when I'm texting oh, you. Oh, mo- most people yeah. do. Yeah, and do. it's it's totally fine. I'm I'm used to it, but I could see I mean your <laughs> name is uh your, your name is different like mine. And uh, both both are original names. These are not stage names. You could technically pronounce mine either way. Yeah, I mean it's not how my you know my family pronounces it Falcone. Right. But um, you could pronounce it the way people often do. But I've I've had a few friends of mine recently say, "Why don't you ever correct anybody when they say your name wrong? How do you do that? Uh, like how awkward. do you do it? I feel like you've only got a, a month or two where you can after you know somebody when you can do that, and now you just go by that name." Anyway, it's, enough about my name. No, no, I want I want to respond to that because it is hard because it's that awkward moment when someone <clears throat> someone says, "Oh yeah, Johnny J O H N N Y," and I'm just like, "Sure, you know, yeah." How do you precisely go? Uh, no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like that, like hey. Yeah, but then it's awkward. Oh no, and... yeah, exactly. Hey Trent, I want to get into a little music news, and this one is kind of a. Uh, 
it touches my heart. Not a lot of people knew who this musician was, but you definitely know the bands he performed with. Uh, multi-talented keyboard player Brett Tuggle passed away, uh, died at the age of 70. Most known for his time, almost 20 years playing in Fleetwood Mac, which yeah. we talked about earlier with Stevie Nicks. Yeah. But where I got to know him was in the David Lee Roth band. Yep. He was in, uh, he toured on the Eat em and Smile tour, but you knew more about him on the Skyscraper tour, the, the third release from David Lee Roth's solo career, where it was very heavily heavily keyboard and that's where i learned about brett tuggle i saw him perform at a club in holiday uh called the power plant with david lee roth and to see him die so young at 70 was really really kind of shocking to me yeah i uh i just heard about this this morning actually really so, yeah okay no he's uh well that's pretty young it is it really that's is young that's but, young but let's listen to this group of people for those who don't know him and i understand not everyone knows the side musicians but brett tuggle he played with jimmy page rick springfield david coverdale john k and steppenwolf sticks tommy shaw and he also as we mentioned played with fleetwood mac and david lee roth that's a career man i hope to tell you i mean who's left boy no, that's yeah, good for you. It's uh, a, it's a great career. It's a great career. Um, and and just to go one one more farther, not only did he work with David Lee Roth, but he co-wrote David Lee Roth's 1988 hit off the Skyscraper album, Just Like Paradise. Which, if you don't remember that music video, it was the one where David Lee Roth was on a surfboard flying around the arena. Uh, it was a big MTV hit. It was massive for Roth and, and his career, and he co-wrote that. But, yes, he passed away. Uh, I'm looking here for the exact cause of death. I don't know if it's been released, uh, but still a pretty big loss in the music industry, uh, especially for me. Like I said, not everybody knows about him. Oh, uh, it was complications related to cancer, unfortunately. What a bummer. Yeah, I mean, again, what a career, too, though. What a career, you know. Again, not someone that everybody would know, sure. you know. I say, do you know who Brett Tuggle is? And people are going to be like, who? No, I have to tell you, I mean, going backwards a little, Stevie Nicks the other night was just uh, spectacular. She was – are you a Fleetwood Mac guy? I, I am. I I don't own all their albums. I own Rumors. Um, but Doesn't everyone – yeah, you kind of have to sure. own rumors. But it's such a great album from top to bottom. So, I mean, you know what's funny is you, you pick up a, a Fleetwood Mac's greatest hits, and it's mostly songs from rumors. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I couldn't believe how um, – yeah, they just have so many hits. And, and Stevie Nicks played quite a few, obviously, but it was just a spectacular show. Gypsy. What's your favorite Fleetwood Mac song? Um, I mean, there's a lot. There Thunder are, only happens when it. What is that song called? Thunder only happens when it rains. I love them all, dude. I love everything. But and um, Gypsy is just that is. Is a that heart. Gypsy? Is that the song? No, I know the one. I can't think of it. But uh, I, I'm sounding <clears> very <throat> uh, not not really hip right now. Sorry, my voice has decided to go away. <clears throat> These all this the, the Garth Brooks windstorm is just too kill, much screaming. Killed me. It's all that gravy that we were breathing in at that show but uh no anyway gypsy just unbelievable it's it's, it's just one of the it, if you listen to it and really listen to it 
the guitar solo and the lyrics and everything. Man, it's just it's incredible. It's unbelievable. I'm going backwards, so no, you're fine. Let me let me talk about some more music news. Uh, Beyonce releases a brand new single called "Break My Soul." And you're available to stream that right now. Her new record is coming out, I believe, the 29th of this month. You're going to be able to pick that up. Uh, the album is called Renaissance. And right now, uh, as of Monday night, uh, the lyric video is up there on YouTube. So if you're a big uh, YouTube, uh, big uh, Beyonce fan, definitely check that out. Uh, are you a Beyonce fan? Uh... I can't say that I am. No, I liked I like you know bits and pieces. Um, I probably prefer Destiny's Child more. Okay, that's fair. But to be fair, I haven't listened to it, a lot of it. It's not. It's just really not my go-to genre. Um, sure. But you know, I mean, obviously, right? She's got some cat. I get it. I certainly get it. She's got some some great stuff. But yeah, I, I would have to go old school Destiny's Child. Okay, I can I can respect that one hundred percent. You know that reminds me of something, and I, I was thinking about it during the break. Um, are you familiar with Lizzo? Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what an artist! Uh, funny, I had a conversation about her this weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can you can uh, see similarities, right? It's funny how. You can see influence. Sure, of course. Right? That's the yeah. way to say it. Yes. I love her stance on life. I love her music. I think she's funny. I think she's a great actress. She was on Saturday Night Live a I few saw, weeks ago. Yeah. She was the host yeah. and the music guest. She uh, she's she is just awesome. She has that single out right now called About Damn Time. Yep. And I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I love that song, hey, man. listen. I'm not going to lie to you. It gets people sh- – they shimmy. Dude, they shimmy. Try do it now. Put it not you. Whoever's listening, if you're in your car, (laughs) right. Wait till we're done. But put that on. Again, not my go-to genre, but (laughs) put that on. Tell me you're not gonna you're not shimmying right now. Tell me it makes me dance. What is shimmying? Isn't this shimmying? Yeah, it's dancing, man. It's just dancing. Something like making you groove. Looks like this. But she's got. I'm wiggling. It makes you wiggle. That's what that does. She's got a rap vibe to her. She can sing. She's got a classic throwback, you know, sound to her, but still (laughs) modern. She is just. She is cool. I like her. What also she is coming to uh, Vivid Arena as well later this year. That's yeah. Yeah. So and that's a show that we're it, gonna have to talk about when it gets closer. Yeah, get your tickets. You better hurry. Oh not a lot of time, not a lot left. Hurry. No, not not much at all. But I'm glad that you like her. Again, not my, again, my favorite style. I think you like her more, but she I get it. I mean, again, you wiggle. What's the what's the old one, the old hit? Jiggy with it. It's fun. That's of course, fun. Of course you it's just, fun. You can't help but wiggle. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's exciting. There's so many great concerts coming up, and we are going to get into that here in just a few minutes. Uh, We'll get to the concert calendar, the upcoming concert calendar. But, Trent, as always, I want to do this day in music history. We've we've done this for uh, all of our shows, and I think it's been well-received, and uh, I find it really interesting that every day, Something. Something big. And not just little. I'm saying something big has happened. So today, June 21st, this day in music history. 
<clears throat> Ready for this? 1948, Trent. We're going old school. The vinyl disc. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Columbia Records launched a new vinyl disc that played at 33 and one-third RPM in New York City, sparking a music industry standard so long that the digital age can't even kill it. And there we were go. talking about that earlier. There you go. How cool. I mean, it, let's, let's be honest. It did disappear for a while. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. The, the rage of CDs in, in the 90s and <clears throat> early 2000s really kind of put a stop on it. But, man, it's back and it doesn't look like it's going anywhere. Well, again, even as we talked earlier, right, I, I may not listen to records, but I collect them. I mean, you know, I definitely have a few artists where I, I have all of their records on vinyl, original pressings, nerd. Mm-hmm. And uh, but they've never been played. No, never been played. So that you know, obviously, they're they're probably two versions, right? So kind of defeats the purpose to buy a record and not play it, like having a toy and not taking it out of the box. Well, we've never done that. Well, again, I'm a collector, right, nerd. So um, <laughs> there you go. Well, here's something interesting: records have become so popular again that if you want to press a record right now, you have to wait a yeah. year. To get that press. So if I if I yeah. if I turned in my masters right now, I would get it in just under a year, the record back. That's yeah. how far behind they are. No, we have uh my band, we have discussed putting out a, a seven inch record. And that's it. It's too I mean, I mean, my God, we'll be, you know, we'll be retired by the time we get it back. And they're not, they're a <laughs> lot of money. I know. It's not cheap. They're a lot of money. Okay, skipping way ahead here, Trent. I'm going to go to 1994. We're going to discuss George Michael. Uh, this day in music history, George Michael lost his lawsuit against Sony Records. Michael claimed that his 15-year contract with Sony was unfair 15-year contract. Wow. His 15-year uncon- uh, contract was unfair because the company could refuse to release any album it thought wouldn't be commercially successful. That's bold. That is bold. That is How bold. do you know what's going to be com- – I mean, granted, right. you're Sony. You've got a pretty good track record, but – But still. That's pretty bold. That, that is bold. Uh, Michael vowed he would never record for Sony again. And then in 2003, re-signed with them. Sure. Of course, right? Why not? Sure, why wouldn't you? Sony. <laughs> you know, but I do agree. I think that's a little a little strange. Uh, that's, that kind of was around the time the whole, I don't know, uh, let's go against the record label thing started brewing a little bit. And yeah. for reasons of that, um, obviously, it's, it's a much bigger thing now. But I kind of I kind of understand if I record an album... And they'd said, well, we're not going to release it because I don't think it's going to be successful. I don't, I don't agree with that. Not at Agreed. all. Agreed. Totally. Not at all. All right. Moving to 2011, Maroon 5. American band Maroon 5 released Moves Like Jagger featuring the wonderful Christina Aguilera. Love her. Right? Love her. I love that song. I love great her. Song. I love Maroon 5. That's a great show, by the way, that I saw. Uh, Move Like Jagger was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Pop Duo Group Performance at the 54th Grammy Awards. The single also ended up peaking at number one on the U.S. charts. Can I ask really quickly? Yeah. Brittany or Christina? Oh, Christina. Thank you. Yeah. I Uh, mean, there's no right or wrong answer, but that's the right answer. 
I I'm all about what uh, happened for for Brittany, and I think it's great um, that you know she she basically won her lawsuit. I liked her songs, but I think Christina is by far the more talented singer of the two. Yeah, no, that is no disrespect towards Brittany, and everything you said is correct. That her whole story was atrocious. That yes, whole, I mean that the fact that she even had to deal with that is ridiculous. But no, I'm just talking. Just just what what do you pick? I'm with I, you, Christina. I, I it has nothing to do with songs. It has nothing because I think Britney has great songs. I think Christina has great songs. I look at them as a musician, and I look at it as the talent. Not that Britney does not have talent because she does, sure. but Christina is by far, I think, the more talented singer. And strangely, I would I think Britney's more successful. Britney is more successful. More, you know, records sold, all Absolutely. that kind of stuff. So, Absolutely. You know, interesting. Well, that pretty much brings up uh, brings you up to date on this day in music history. I like this trend. I like this part because there's so much stuff that happens on every single day that kind of flies under the radar unless you kind of get your news from us. It's great. It's good. It's a recap. <laughs> so one thing that we always did in our past is we did throwback record. I'm going to set you up for this. Oh, you are? Yeah. We made this selection. Yeah. But I'm going to set you up. Okay. Let's debate this for a second. Okay. What is the record going to be? Start with that. I I chose, this week was mine, next week will be yours, but this week I chose Def Leppard's Pyromania. Here's how I'm setting you up. Talking about the Garth Brooks Stadium Show. Of course, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, mm-hmm. the stadium tour just started, right? Yes. Pyromania or Shout at the Devil. Ooh. If you if you put those records back to back. Not saying we don't we don't focus on Pyromania because it's ridiculous uh how good that album is. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Shout at the Devil, Pyromania. I'm not talking talent. I'm not talking who's a better this, You're who's a better just that. Songs. Just over, I mean, both records monumental in their careers, right? Big time. I mean, okay, right out of the gate. Are you kidding me? Rock, rock till you drop. Photograph. Yep. Too late for love. Foolin'. Rock of ages. All of those are hits. Oh, massive hits. All of those are hits, right? Massive hits. Now, flip side. And I can't remember uh, – I see, even now that I've thrown this out there, I'm going to have to say, if memory serves, probably – let's see. So Shout at the Devil, Looks That Kill, Too Young to Fall in Love. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we're going off a of hit, so I guess it's Pyromania. Well – But just what what does your heart tell you? My heart tells me Pyromania, but – Deeper inside me has to go with Motley Crue because I come from that glam rock and roll background, do you rem- and that really set the floor on fire. That record, do you, I can. I'm telling you, that was. I mean, there are a few records from that period, right? That when they came out, everybody noticed. Yeah, and that was one of them. Man, I'll tell you what, "Shout at the Devil" was that was. I was rattled. Huge. That was like the new. Like I'm not even going to bring them up again, but. That was a band at the time. I was just like, okay, what's this? This looks serious. This looks intense. But I guess, yeah, if we're going off of hits, 
I've answered the question. Pyromania has a lot more hits. But let's let's talk about Pyromania this week. Uh, Def Leppard's Pyromania was released January 20th of 1983. That's wild that it was that long ago. Uh, through Vertigo Records in the UK and Europe and through Mercury Records here in the US. Uh, as I mentioned, it was the third studio album by them. However, it was the first studio album to feature guitarist Phil Collin who replaced founding member Pete Willis. Uh, This record was produced by the legendary producer Mutt Lang, uh, which most people know Mutt Lang probably through Def Leppard's fourth album, Hysteria, but he did produce Pyromania as well. The album was a little bit of a a shift from the band's traditional heavy metal roots. They kind of shifted more towards a radio-friendly sound, uh, finding and I say massive, I mean massive mainstream success. Pyromania did chart at number two on the Billboard 200, number four on the Canadian charts, and number 18 on the UK album, selling over 10 million copies in the US. Okay. So now, same question, though. I loved Pyromania. Yeah, me too. Hysteria. One... I mean, I had this debate with uh, one of our guitar players in in our group. I stand by Pyromania, but let's talk about Hysteria, right? Rocket, Animal, Love Bites, Pour Some Sugar on Me, Armageddon It. I mean, there's not. That's almost. I mean, I don't want to admit it, right? Because I'm Pyromania all day. Sure. But his point, that's a bigger album. That's bigger than Pyromania. So. Hysteria, there is not a bad song or not a radio hit on that song. When it comes to people who want to learn how to write hit albums, they need to listen to Hysteria. That being said, Hysteria had a lot of hype around it for many reasons. Um, One, this is the first album where Phil Collin had some writing credits going on. In Pyromania, he joined, but the majority of the songs were already written. Uh, so Hysteria had the the writings of Phil Collin. It also was a four-year break between the two records. All right, so what's the best track, Pyromania? What do you got? Fallen or uh, Photograph? Photograph. Yeah, photograph. All day. There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. Yeah. But Photograph is the answer. Absolutely. But if you were, if you the question I think you just threw down, though, is Hysteria or Pyromania, I, I'm going to go Hysteria every day. Really? Every day. It probably sold more. I'm it had to it have. sold more. It's it's a perfect album from top to bottom. Um it's it's very radio friendly from song after song after song. Yeah, I mean just I the list you did. Yeah. I, I mean just I mean how much there were so many on there. I mean I think there was seven hits off that record if I'm not mistaken. Well, and I forget that yeah, I yeah, I don't think I even read them all because no. I I didn't I just didn't like that record as much. You didn't mention Love Bites, you didn't mention actual Hysteria song. I think I just said Love Bites. I don't Maybe think you I did. mentioned Hysteria. I don't but I wasn't I guess, listening to you. Yeah, sure who would. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> 
Ah, uh, well, that's good to know. <laughs> what? Uh, as we see, exactly. All right. Anyways, today's throwback oh, record done. is uh, Pyromania by Def Leppard. The reason we're talking about it is because the stadium tour just kicked off. Finally, after two years, uh, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett, hitting all the major stadiums around. Um, I've seen some footage from it. It looks amazing. It's going to be a great tour. If you don't have tickets... Go out and get some tickets and go see this show. Uh, they, they're just not doing shows like this that often with this many hits bands. I'm sorry, this many massive hit bands on it. Are you going to road trip to see it? I, I am. I'm going to drop down to Vegas. Are you really? I sure am. Do you have tickets? Nope. Okay. But I am getting them. Maybe I'll go with you. Am I too late? Am I not going to get any tickets for it? No, I, I'm sure you will. I, right. I, I, I'm not sure if it's sold out, but I, I mean, every other city has, so why not that one? Well, Trent, let's let's. Uh, it's just about time for us to to get off, but let's go over and end the show as we always do with the upcoming concert calendar. And I am going to start with uh, next week, June 28th. Santana and Earth, Wind and Fire out there at USANA Amphitheater. That's where uh, that's where I was going to go. We, uh, I mean, s- uh, speaking of legends, right? Santana. Well, both both, both bands. artists. I mean, September, Earth, Wind and Fire. Right. Tell me that's not one of the greatest. So everybody talking about Lizzo and wiggling. Yeah. Play September. I would be totally fine if all Earth, Wind, and Fire did is play one hour and a half of September. It's the one of the greatest songs. I ever would be written. fine with it. Play and, it and play the same song. And I'm not certain that anybody, if they're singing along, actually gets all the words right. They're not. They're not singing it correctly. No. Do you know the words? Nope. Nobody does. Nope. But you know the. Body, ah, that part. Oh, everybody yeah. knows that part. Everybody knows it. It that is probably like. The number one uh, wedding song, you know, to dance listen, to. Listen, that is a great tune. And yeah, again, Santana, it's an incredible show. I've seen both bands many times, and, and they're, it's Carlos Santana. Enough said. Well, July 9th, we have uh, Aerofest, and they're going to be featuring Ario Speedwagon Sticks and Loverboy this time. Uh, June, uh, sorry, July 9th, out there again at USANA Amphitheater. This is going to be a fun show. They always put on a great show. I bet I've seen Sticks. I've done Sticks probably a dozen times, and they're always great. They're always great. And and the thing that's shocking, it not shocking, but they attract. There are young people in the crowd. You know, right? You oh, think yeah. some of these classic bands, it's the people that have been listening to them for thirty, forty years, and you don't see a lot of young. You know, some unless parents are bringing their kids, right? They have people like, you know, I don't want to say high school age, but maybe just slightly in mid-20s that know every word. They're wearing the T-shirt. They're not with their parents, right? They're, yeah. It's it's a very cool, very cool thing. I mean, and they still have it. I love still it. Still great. Now, I'm, I'm going to let you talk about this next one. Uh, this is happening July 15th at Vivid Arena. This is the Dude Perfect That's Happy Summer Tour. <laughs> Now, this well, <laughs> is kind of a comedy show, right? Uh, I don't really know what to say about it because I don't – yeah, I don't really fully understand it. I, I hear it's like a it's comedy a sh- and sports show. It's a, I mean, I, it's not going to do me any good to describe it. You really have to go YouTube it. Okay. It's like a – yeah, anything I say will, will not do it justice. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I think it's sold out. Really? I think it's sold out if memory serves. I would, I would believe it. 
it's a again i can't i don't even want to really say because i'll just destroy it but it like it's kind of a family show in in the sense that kids are entertained by it they do like stunt stuff and yeah yeah it's check sports, it out. it's sports and comedy it's 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 different it's absolutely a different kind of evening for sure and massively popular that's great. Now, I'm going to wrap up with just two more dates here because uh, I will take us through the end of July. Uh, we have two country concerts coming out to USANA in July. We have July 23rd, Jason Aldean's Rock and Roll Cowboy Tour. And July 28th, everyone's favorite, Kenny Chesney Here and Now Tour. Also a – did he cancel? I believe he canceled in 2000. Which one, Kenny? He, yeah, he yeah. didn't um, – I don't think it was postponed. I think it just went away. And he is a – you want to talk about our opening – taking it back to the opening. Oh, yeah. Summertime, outside, outside versus inside. I have some people that are massive Kenny Chesney fans, and it's almost offensive to them if he's inside. Oh, of course. He's, this is a he's, show. He's one, there you go, right? I asked the question. Yeah. Are there artists that need to be outside? This Ken, is it. Kenny Chesney. I think most country artists, and that's what I was going to say, I think most country artists are better outside. And these two shows will be outside at USANA Amphitheater. You will get that stars and moonlight and, and just and cool the, vibe, and the warm. People, everybody with their phone up when he does some of the – I mean, yeah. he's a great time. He's a great time. Some of the just saddest love songs and – it, just amazing. Just spectacular. Both shows are great. Al Dean is great, too. I think I've done him about four times, and he's always, uh, like I have to say it, really, country music in Utah. Yeah. It's a good time. It's a great time. You know. That's so awesome. And those uh, all, those shows, all tickets are still, what am I trying to say here? Those shows, tickets are tickets currently are on sale. Thank you. Yeah. Tickets are available now for those two country shows. Uh, you can drop by Live Nation to get them. And, hey, Drop by USANA, whatever you want. Pick out your tickets. Go see these shows. Enjoy the outside. That's uh, that's our concert calendar up through July. Of course, there is a lot more dates to talk about. But we Next could, time. We could spend an entire show just talking about the upcoming shows this summer along because it, there is so much going on. Music is back. It's kicking butt. It's taking names. And it's selling out. Long may it last. It's been a long time, right? Absolutely. That was a rough couple of years. Absolutely, so, uh, but I'm glad it's back. And and Trent, this is fun. It's good to be back. Oh man, this is it's great. It's a good time. It's As a you perfect said, time, right? It's a perfect time to be back. Music is back. Yep. Why not talk about music? There's, you know, there's enough bad news. There's enough. You need to remember the things you enjoy, right? Of course. Let's talk about the things that you enjoy and that make you happy, and you know, let just. Turn off the TV and get off social media for an hour or two and whatever it is, right? Just, yep, just do whatever it. you're doing. Do uh, this is that's what this is about. Talking about something that makes you feel good, and I love it. And man. it's universal, right? Universal. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows the feeling they get when they when they're at a show. I mean, it it just doesn't get any better than this. So, no. music is music is my life. Music is your life. Um, hopefully music is you, the listener's life as well. We love it. It means something to all of us. It can mean something different to all of us as well. That's one of the things I love about music. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I guess this is technically our uh, first podcast in the new house. Um, but if you did, tune in next week. We're going to be talking about a lot more concerts coming up. There's going to be tons of music news. We're going to have concert reviews. There's so much to talk about and, next week. And giveaways coming 
in the future. There right? you go. Wow, listen ticket, to that. Ticket giveaways. There's an incentive to tune back in yeah. for sure. We will see you next time. Uh, for Trent Falcone, I am Johnny Lightfoot. This is the Music and Concert Show. All day.